Section 43 of The Anatomy of Melancholy, Volume 1. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Morgan Scorpion. The Anatomy of Melancholy, Volume 1 by Robert Burton. Section 43. Partition 1, Section 2. Member 4, Subsections 5 to 6. Subsection 5. Loss of liberty, servitude, imprisonment. How they cause melancholy. To this catalogue of causes I may well annex loss of liberty, servitude, or imprisonment, which to some persons is as great a torture as any of the rest. Though they have all things convenient, sumptuous houses to their use, fair walks and gardens, delicious bowers, galleries, good fare and diet, and all things correspondent, yet they are not content, because they are confined, may not come and go at their leisure, have and do what they will, but live aliena quadra, at another man's table and command. As it is in meats, so it is in all other things, places, societies, sports. Let them be never so pleasant, commodious, wholesome, so good, yet omnium rerum est satietas. There is a loathing satiety of all things. The children of Israel were tired with manna. It is irksome to them so to live, as to a bird in his cage or a dog in his kennel. They are weary of it. They are happy, it is true, and have all things, to another man's judgment, that heart can wish, or that they themselves can desire. Bona si sua norint, yet they loathe it, and are tired with the present. Es natura hominum novitatis avida. Men's nature is still desirous of news, variety, delights, and our wandering affections are so irregular in this kind that they must change, though it must be to the worst. Bachelors must be married, and married men would be bachelors. They do not love their own wives, though otherwise fair, wise, virtuous, and well qualified, because they are theirs. Our present state is still the worst. We cannot endure one course of life long. Et quod modo voverat, odit. One calling long, esse in honore juvat, mox displicet, one place long. Romae tribur amo, ventosus tibore romam. That which we earnestly sought, we now contemn. Hoc quosdam agit ad mortem, saith Seneca. Quod proposita saepe mutando in iadem revolvuntur, et non reliquunt novitati locum. Fastidio caepit esse vita, et ipsus mundus, et subit illud rapidissimarum deliciarum. Quosque iadem? This alone kills many a man, that they are tied to the same still, as a horse in a mill, a dog in a wheel. They run round without alteration or news. Their life groweth odious, the world loathsome, and that which crosseth their furious delights, what, still the same? Marcus Aurelius and Solomon, that had experience of all worldly delights and pleasure, confessed as much of themselves. What they most desired was tedious at last, and that their lust could never be satisfied. All was vanity and affliction of mind. Now if it be death itself, another hell, to be glutted with one kind of sport, dieted with one dish, tied to one place, though they have all things otherwise as they can desire, and are in heaven to another man's opinion, what misery and discontent shall they have, 
that live in slavery or in prison itself quod tristius morte in servitute vivendum as hermolaus told alexander in curtius worse than death is bondage hoc animo scito omnes fortes ut mortem servitute anteponent all brave men at arms tully holds are so affected equidem ego is sum quis servitutem extremum omnium malorum esse arbitror i am he saith boterus that account servitude the extremity of misery and what calamity do they endure that live with those hard taskmasters in gold mines like those thirty thousand indian slaves at potosi in peru tin mines lead mines stone quarries coal pits like so many moulder warps underground condemned to the galleys to perpetual drudgery hunger thirst and stripes without all hope of delivery how are those women in turkey affected that most part of the year come not abroad those italian and spanish dames that are mewed up like hawks and locked up by their jealous husbands how tedious it is to them that live in stoves and caves half a year together as in iceland muscovy or under the pole itself where they have six months perpetual night nay what misery and discontent do they endure that are in prison they want all those six non-natural things at once good air good diet exercise company sleep rest ease etc that are bound in chains all day long suffer hunger and as lucian describes it must abide that filthy stink and rattling of chains howlings pitiful outcries that prisoners usually make these things are not only troublesome but intolerable they lie nastily among toads and frogs in a dark dungeon in their own dung in pain of body in pain of soul as joseph did psalm cv eighteen they hurt his feet in the stocks the iron entered his soul they live solitary alone sequestered from all company but heart-eating melancholy and for want of meat must eat that bread of affliction prey upon themselves well might arculanus put long imprisonment for a cause especially to such as have lived jovially in all sensuality and lust upon a sudden are estranged and debarred from all manner of pleasures as were huniades edward and richard the second valerian the emperor bajazet the turk if it be irksome to miss our ordinary companions and repast for one day or an hour what shall it be to lose them for ever if it be so great a delight to live at liberty and to enjoy that variety of objects the world affords what misery and discontent must it needs bring to him that shall now be cast headlong into that spanish inquisition to fall from heaven to hell to be cubbed up upon a sudden how shall he be perplexed what shall become of him robert duke of normandy being imprisoned by his youngest brother henry the first ab illo di inconsolabili dolore in carcere contabuit saith matthew paris from that day forward pined away with grief Jugurtha, that generous captain, brought to Rome in triumph and after imprisoned, through anguish of his soul and melancholy, died. Roger, Bishop of Salisbury, the second man from King Stephen, he that built that famous castle of devises in Wiltshire, was so tortured in prison with hunger and all those calamities accompanying such men, ut viveri noluerit, mori nescierit, he would not live and could not die between fear of death and torments of life. Francis, King of France, was taken prisoner by Charles V, ad mortem fere melancholicus, saith Gucciardini, melancholy almost to death, and that in an instant. 
but this is as clear as the sun and needs no further illustration subsection six poverty and want causes of melancholy poverty and want are so violent oppuners so unwelcome guests so much abhorred of all men that i may not omit to speak of them apart poverty although if considered aright to a wise understanding truly regenerate and contented man it be donum dei a blessed estate the way to heaven as chrysostom calls it god's gift the mother of modesty and much to be preferred before riches as shall be shown in his place yet as it is esteemed in the world's censure it is a most odious calling vile and base a severe torture summum scelus a most intolerable burden we shun it all carne pages et angue worse than a dog or a snake we abhor the name of it for pertus fugitur totoque arcesitur orbe as being the fountain of all other miseries cares woes labours and grievances whatsoever to avoid which we will take any pains extremos curat mercator at indos we will leave no haven no coast no creek of the world unsearched though it be to the hazard of our lives we will dive to the bottom of the sea to the bowels of the earth five six seven eight nine hundred fathom deep through all five zones and both extremes of heat and cold we will turn parasites and slaves prostitute ourselves swear and lie damn our bodies and souls forsake god abjure religion steal rob murder rather than endure this insufferable yoke of poverty which doth so tyrannize crucify and generally depress us for look into the world and you shall see men most part esteemed according to their means and happy as they are rich ubique tante quisque quantum habuit fuit if he be likely to thrive and in the way of preferment who but he in the vulgar opinion if a man be wealthy no matter how he gets it of what parentage how qualified how virtuously endowed or villainously inclined let him be a bawd a gripe a usurer a villain a pagan a barbarian a wretch lucian's tyrant on whom you may look with less security than on the sun so that he be rich and liberal withal he shall be honoured admired adored reverenced and highly magnified the rich is had in reputation because of his goods ecclesiastes ten thirty one he shall be befriended for riches gather many friends proverbs twenty nine four multos numerabit amicos all happiness ebbs and flows with his money he shall be accounted a gracious lord a mechanus a benefactor a wise discreet a proper a valiant a fortunate man of a generous spirit pullus jovis et gallinae filius albae a hopeful a good man a virtuous honest man quando ego e junonium puerum et matris partum veri aureum as tully said of octavianus while he was adopted caesar and an heir apparent of so great a monarchy he was a golden child all honour offices applause grand titles and turgent epithets are put upon him omnis omnia bona dicere all men's eyes are upon him god bless his good worship his honour every man speaks well of him every man presents him seeks and sues to him for his love favour and protection to serve him belong unto him every man riseth to him as to themistocles in the olympics if he speak as of herod vox dei non hominus the voice of god not man 
all the graces, veneres, pleasures, elegances attend him, golden fortune accompanies and lodgeth with him, and as to those Roman emperors, is placed in his chamber. Secura naviget aura, fortunamque suo temperet arbitrio. He may sail as he will himself, and temper his estate at his pleasure. Jovial delays, splendour and magnificence, sweet music, dainty fare, the good things, the fat of the land, fine clothes, rich attires, soft beds, down pillows are at his command, all the world labours for him, thousands of artifices are his slaves to drudge for him, run, ride, and post for him, divines, for Pythia Philippisat, lawyers, physicians, philosophers, scholars are his, wholly devote to his service. Every man seeks his acquaintance, his kindred, to match with him, though he be an oaf, a ninny, a monster, a goosecap, uxorum ducat danian, when and whom he will, hunc optum generum rex et regina, he is an excellent match for my son, my daughter, my niece, etc. Quicquid calcaverit hic, rosa fiet, let him go whither he will, trumpets sound, bells ring, etc., all happiness attends him, every man is willing to entertain him, he subs in Apollo wheresoever he comes. What preparation is made for his entertainment? Fish and fowl, spices and perfumes, all that sea and land affords. What cookery, masking, mirth to exhilarate his person? Da trebio, pone at trebium, vis frater ab ilia illibus. What dish will your good worship eat of? Dulcia poma, et quoscunque ferret cultus, tibi fundus honores, ante laurum, gustet venerabilio, lare dives. Sweet apples, and whatever thy fields afford, before thy gods be served, let serve thy lord. What sports will your honour have? Hawking, hunting, fishing, fowling, bulls, bears, cards, dice, cocks, players, tumblers, fiddlers, jesters, etc., they are at your good worship's command. Fair houses, gardens, orchards, terraces, galleries, cabinets, pleasant walks. Delightsome places, they are at hand, in aureus lac, vinum in argenteus, adolescentulae ad nutum speciosae, wine, wenches, etc., a Turkish paradise, a heaven upon earth. Though he be a silly, soft fellow, and scarce have common sense, yet if he be born to fortunes, as I have said, jure hereditario sapere dubetur, he must have honour and office in his course. Nemo nisi dives honore dignus, Ambrosius, none so worthy as himself. He shall have it, adque esto quicquid servius ot labio. Get money enough and command kingdoms, provinces, armies, hearts, hands, and affections. Thou shalt have popes, patriarchs, to be thy chaplains and parasites. Thou shalt have, Tamerlane-like, kings to draw thy coach, queens to be thy laundresses, emperors thy footstools. Build more towns and cities than great Alexander, Babel towers, pyramids, and mausolean tombs, etc. Command heaven and earth, and tell the world it is thy vassal. Aro emitor diadema, argento caelum panditor, denarius philosophum conducit, numus jus cogit, obolus literatum pascit, metallum sanitatum conciliat, es amicos conglutinat. And therefore, not without good cause, John de Medicis, that rich Florentine, when he lay upon his deathbed calling his sons, Cosmo and Lawrence, before him, amongst other sober sayings, repeated this, Animo quieto digredior, quod vos sanus et divites post me relinquam. 
it doth me good to think yet though i be dying that i shall leave you my children sound and rich for wealth sways all it is not with us as amongst those lacedaemonian senators of lycurgus in plutarch he preferred that deserved best was most virtuous and worthy of the place not swiftness or strength or wealth or friends carried it in those days but inter optimus optimus inter temperantes temperantissimus the most temperate and best we have no aristocracies but in contemplation all oligarchies wherein a few rich men domineer do what they list and are privileged by their greatness they may freely trespass and do as they please no man dare accuse them no not so much as mutter against them there is no notice taken of it they may securely do it live after their own laws and for their money get pardons indulgences redeem their souls from purgatory and hell itself clausum possidet arca jovum let them be epicures or atheists libertines machiavellians as they often are et quamvis perjuris erit sine gente cruentus they may go to heaven through the eye of a needle if they will themselves they may be canonized for saints they shall be honourably interred in mausolean tombs commended by poets registered in histories have temples and statues erected to their names a manibus illus nascenta viole if he be bountiful in his life and liberal at his death he shall have one to swear as he did by claudius the emperor in tacitus he saw his soul go to heaven and be miserably lamented at his funeral ambubalarum collegia etc trimalcionis topanta in petronius rector in caelum abiit went right to heaven a base queen thou wouldst have scorned once in thy misery to have a penny from her and why modio numos metiit she measured her money by the bushel these prerogatives do not usually belong to rich men but to such as are most part seeming rich let him have but a good outside he carries it and shall be adored for a god as cyrus was amongst the persians ob splendidum apparatum for his gay attires now most men are esteemed according to their clothes in our gullish times whom you peradventure in modesty would give place to as being deceived by his habit and presuming him some great worshipful man believe it if you shall examine his estate he will likely be proved a serving man of no great note my lady's tailor his lordship's barber or some such gull a fastidious brisk sir petronel flash a mere outside only this respect is given him that wheresoever he comes he may call for what he will and take place by reason of his outward habit but on the contrary if he be poor proverbs twenty five fifteen all his days are miserable he is under hatches dejected rejected and forsaken poor in purse poor in spirit proutres nobit fluit iter et animus se habet money gives life and soul though he be honest wise learned well-deserving noble by birth and of excellent good parts yet in that he is poor unlikely to rise come to honour office or good means he is contemned neglected frustus sapit inter literus esurit amicus molestus if he speaks what babbler is this eclus his nobility without wealth is projecta vilio alga and he not esteemed nos viles pollinati infelicibus ovis 
if once poor, we are metamorphosed in an instant. Base slaves, villains and vile drudges, for to be poor is to be a knave, a fool, a wretch, a wicked, an odious fellow, a common eyesore. Say poor and say all. They are born to labour, to misery, to carry burdens like duments, pistum stercus comedere with Ulysses' companions, and as Cremillus objected in Aristophanes, salam lingere, lick salt, to empty jakes, fay channels, carry out dirt and dunghills, sweep chimneys, rub horse-heels, etc. I say nothing of Turks, galley-slaves, which are bought and sold like duments, or those African negroes, or poor Indian drudges, qui indies hic inde deferendis oneribus occumbunt, nam quod apud nos boves et asini vehunt, trahunt, etc., it omne miselis indis. They are ugly to behold, and though erst spruce, now rusty and squalid, because poor. Immundus fortunas aquum est squalorum sequi, it is ordinarily so. Others eat to live, but they live to drudge. Servilis et misera gens nihil recusare audet, a servile generation, that dare refuse no task. Hius dromo, carpe hoc flabellum, ventilum hic facito dum lavamus. Sirrah blow wind upon us while we wash, and bid your fellow get him up betimes in the morning. Be it fair or foul, he shall run fifty miles afoot to-morrow, to carry me a letter to my mistress. Socia ad pistrinum. Socia shall tarry at home and grind malt all day long. Tristan thresh. Thus are they commanded, being indeed some of them so many footstools for rich men to tread on, blocks for them to get on horseback, or as walls for them to piss on. They are commonly such people, rude, silly, superstitious idiots, nasty, unclean, lousy, poor, dejected, slavishly humble, and as Leo Affa observes of the commonality of Africa, Natura viliore sunt, nec abut suas duces majore in precio quam si canes essent, base by nature, and no more esteemed than dogs. Miseram, laboriosum, calamitosum, vitum agunt, et inopem, infilicem, rudiores asinis, ut e brutis plane natos dicas. No learning, no knowledge, no civility, scarce common sense, naught but barbarism amongst them. Belluno more vivunt, neque calcios gestant, neque vestes. Like rogues and vagabonds, they go barefoot and bare-legged, the soles of their feet being as hard as horse-hoofs, as Radzivilius observed at Damietta in Egypt, leading a laborious, miserable, wretched, unhappy life like beasts and duments, if not worse. For a Spaniard in Incatan sold three Indian boys for a cheese, and a hundred negro slaves for a horse. Their discourse is scurrility, their summum bonum a pot of ale. There is not any slavery which these villains will not undergo. Inter illos plerique latrinas evacuant, alii culinarum curant, alii stabularios agunt, urinatores et igenus similia exercent, etc., like those people that dwell in the Alps, chimney-sweepers, jakes-farmers, dirt-daubers, vagrant rogues, they labour hard some, and yet cannot get clothes to put on, or bread to eat. For what can filthy poverty give else, but beggary, fulsome nastiness, squalor, contempt, drudgery, labour, ugliness, hunger, and thirst? 
pediculorum et pulicum numerum, as he well followed it in Aristophanes, fleas and lice, propalio vestem lacerum, et propulvinari lapidum bene magnum ad caput, rags for his raiment, and a stone for his pillow, pro cathedra ruptae caput urnae, he sits in a broken pitcher, or on a block for a chair, et malvae ramos pro panibus comedit, he drinks water, and lives on wort leaves, pulse like a hog, or scraps like a dog, ut nunc nobis vita afficitur, quis non putabit insanium esse, infelicitatemque, as Cremilius concludes his speech, as we poor men live nowadays, who will not take our life to be infelicity, misery, and madness? If they be of little better condition than those base villains, hunger-starved beggars, wandering rogues, those ordinary slaves and day-labouring drudges, yet they are commonly so preyed upon by polling officers for breaking the laws, by their tyrannising landlords, so flayed and fleeced by perpetual exactions, that though they do drudge, fare hard, and starve their genius, they cannot live in some countries, but what they have is instantly taken from them. The very care they take to live, to be drudges, to maintain their poor families, their trouble and anxiety takes away their sleep, it makes them weary of their lives. When they have taken all pains, done their utmost and honest endeavours, if they be cast behind by sickness or overtaken with years, no man pities them. Hard-hearted and merciless, uncharitable as they are, they leave them so distressed to beg, steal, murmur and rebel, or else starve. The feeling and fear of this misery compelled those old Romans, whom Menenius Agrippa pacified, to resist their governors, outlaws and rebels in most places, to take up seditious arms, and in all ages hath caused uproars, murmurings, seditions, rebellions, thefts, murders, mutinies, jars and contentions in every commonwealth, grudging, repining, complaining, discontent in each private family, because they want means to live according to their callings, bring up their children. It breaks their hearts, they cannot do as they would. No greater misery than for a lord to have a knight's living, a gentleman, a yeoman's, not to be able to live as his birth and place require. Poverty and want are generally corrosives to all kinds of men, especially to such as have been in good and flourishing estate, are suddenly distressed, nobly born, liberally brought up, and by some disaster and casualty miserably dejected. For the rest, as they have base fortunes, so have they base minds correspondent, like beetles, estercore orte, estercore victus, instercore delicium. As they were obscurely born and bred, so they delight in obscenity. They are not thoroughly touched with it. Angustus animus angusto in pectore versant. Yet that which is no small cause of their torments, if once they come to be in distress, they are forsaken of their fellows, most part neglected, and left unto themselves, as poor Terence in Rome was by Scipio, Laelius, and Furius, his great and noble friends. Nil Publius Scipio proferit, nil a Laelius, nil Furius, tres per idem tempus qui agitabant nobiles facilimi, horum ille opera ne domum quident habuit conductidium. Tis generally so, tempora si furent nubila, solus eris, he is left cold and comfortless, nullus ad amissus ibit amicus opes, 
all flee from him as from a rotten wall now ready to fall on their heads. Proverbs 19, 1. Poverty separates them from their neighbours. Dum fortuna favet vultum servatis amici, cum cedicit, turpi vertitis ora fuga. Whilst fortune favoured, friends, you smiled on me, but when she fled, a friend I could not see. Which is worse yet, if he be poor, every man contemns him, insults over him, oppresseth him, scoffs at, aggravates his misery. Quum capit cusata domus subsidere, partes in proclinatus omne recumbit onus. When once the tottering house begins to shrink, thither comes all the weight by an instinct. Nay, they are odious to their own brethren and dearest friends. Proverbs 19.7 His brethren hate him if he be poor. Omnis bikini odorant. His neighbours hate him. Proverbs 15.20 Omnes me nocti ad ignote deserunt, as he complained in the comedy. Friends and strangers all forsake me. Which is most grievous? Poverty makes men ridiculous. Nil habet in felix paupertus durius in se, quam quod ridiculos homines facit. They must endure jests, taunts, flouts, blows of their betters, and take all in good part to get a meal's meat. Magnum pauperis opprobium, Jubet quidivus et facere et pati. He must turn parasite, jester, fool. Cum decipientibus decipere, saith Euripides, slave, villain, drudge to get a poor living, apply himself to each man's humours, to win and please, etc., and be buffeted when he hath all done, as Ulysses was by Melanthius in Homer, be reviled, baffled, insulted over, for potentiorum stultita perferenda est, and may not so much as mutter against it, he must turn rogue and villain, for as the saying is, necessitat cogit ad terpia, poverty alone makes men thieves, rebels, murderers, traitors, assassins. Because of poverty we have sinned. Ecclesiasticus 27.1 Swear and forswear, bear false witness, lie, dissemble, anything, as I say, to advantage themselves, and to relieve their necessities. Culpe sclerisque magistra est. When a man is driven to his shifts, what will he not do? Si miserum fortuna sinonum, finxit, vanum etiam medacemque improba finget. He will betray his father, prince, and country, turn Turk, forsake religion, abjure God and all, nulla tam horrenda proditio, Quam illi lucri causa, saith Leo Afa, perpetrare nullint. Plato, therefore, calls poverty thievish, sacrilegious, filthy, wicked, and mischievous, and well he might, for it makes many an upright man otherwise, had he not been in want, to take bribes, to be corrupt, to do against his conscience, to sell his tongue, heart, hand, etc., to be churlish, hard, unmerciful, uncivil to use indirect means to help his present estate. It makes princes to exact upon their subjects, great men tyrannize, landlords oppress, justice mercenary, lawyers vultures, physicians harpies, friends importunate, tradesmen liars, honest men thieves, devout assassins, great men to prostitute their wives, daughters, and themselves, middle sort to repine, commons to mutiny, all to grudge, murmur, and complain. A great temptation to all mischief 
it compels some miserable wretches to counterfeit several diseases, to dismember, make themselves blind, lame, to have a more plausible cause to beg, and lose their limbs to recover their present wants. Jodocus Damhoderius, a lawyer of Bruges, Praxi Rerum Criminalium, chapter 112, hath some notable examples of such counterfeit cranks, and every village almost will yield abundant testimonies among us. We have Damoras, Abraham men, etc., and that which is the extent of misery, it enforceth them through anguish and wearisomeness of their lives to make away themselves. They had rather be hanged, drowned, etc., than to live without means. In mare certiferum, ne te premat aspera egestas, desili, et acelsis corue cerne jugis. Much better tis to break thy neck, or drown thyself in the sea, than suffer irksome poverty. Go make thyself away. A Sybarite of old, as I find it registered in Athenaeus, supping in Fiditius in Sparta, and observing their hard fare, said it was no marvel if the Lacedaemonians were valiant men. For his part he would rather run upon a sword-point, and so would any man in his wits, than live with such base diet, or lead so wretched a life. In Japonia tis a common thing to stifle their children if they be poor, or to make an abortion, which Aristotle commends. In that civil commonwealth of China, the mother strangles her child, if she be not able to bring it up, and had rather lose than sell it, or have it endure such misery as poor men do. Arnobius, Book 7, Adversus Gentes, Lactantius, Book 5, Chapter 9, objects as much to those ancient Greeks and Romans. They did expose their children to wild beasts, strangle, or knock out their brains against a stone in such cases. If we may give credit to Munster, amongst us Christians in Lithuania, they voluntarily emancipate and sell themselves, their wives and children to rich men, to avoid hunger and beggary. Many make away themselves in this extremity. Apicius the Roman, when he cast up his accounts and found but a hundred thousand crowns left, murdered himself for fear he should be famished to death. P. Forestus, in his medicinal observations, hath a memorable example of two brothers of Louvain that, being destitute of means, became both melancholy and in a discontented humour massacred themselves. Another of a merchant, learned, wise otherwise and discreet, but out of a deep apprehension he had of a loss at seas, would not be persuaded but as Ventidius in the poet, he should die a beggar. In a word, thus much I may conclude of poor men, that though they have good parts they cannot show or make use of them. Ab inopia ad virtutum of septa est via. Tis hard for a poor man to rise. Haud facile emergunt, quorum virtutibus obstat res angusta domai. The wisdom of the poor is despised, and his words are not heard. Ecclesiastes 6.19 His works are rejected, contemned, for the baseness and obscurity of the author, though laudable and good in themselves, they will not likely take. Nullo placere diu, neque vivere camina possunt, quae scribunta ad quae potoribus. No verses can please men or live long that are written by water-drinkers. Poor men cannot please. Their actions, counsels, consultations, projects are vilified in the world's esteem. Amitant concilium in re, which Natho long since observed. Sapiens crepidas sibi nunquam nec solius fecit. 
a wise man never cobbled shoes, as he said of old. But how doth he prove it? I am sure we find it otherwise in our days. Pruinosis horret facundia panis. Homer himself must beg if he want means, and as by report sometimes he did go from door to door, and sing ballads with a company of boys about him. This common misery of theirs must needs distract, make them discontent and melancholy, as ordinarily they are, wayward, peevish, like a weary traveller, for fames et mora bilem in nares conciunt, still murmuring and repining, ob inopium morosi sunt, quibus est male, as Plutarch quotes out of Euripides, and that comical poet well seconds, omnes quibus res sunt minus secundae, nescio quomodo suspitiosi, ad contumeliam omnia accipiunt magis, propter suum impotentiam se credunt negligi. If they be in adversity, they are more suspicious and apt to mistake, they think themselves scorned by reason of their misery, and therefore many generous spirits in such cases withdraw themselves from all company, as that comedian Terence is said to have done, when he perceived himself to be forsaken and poor, he voluntarily banished himself to Stymphalus, a base town in Arcadia, and there miserably died. Ad summum inopiam redactus, itaque e conspectu omnium abiit Graecae in terum ultimam. Neither is it without cause, for we see men commonly respected according to their means, and dives sit omnes querent nemo and bonus, and vilified if they be in bad clothes. Philophemon the orator was set to cut wood, because he was so homely attired. Terentius was placed at the lower end of Cacilius's table, because of his homely outside. Dante, that famous Italian poet, by reason his clothes were but mean, could not be admitted to sit down at a feast. Natho scorned his old familiar friend because of his apparel. Homonem video panis, anisque obsitum, hic ego illum contempsi primi. King Perseus overcame, sent a letter to Paulus Aemilius, the Roman general. Perseus pi consuli, s, but he scorned him any answer. Tacite exprobrans fortunam suam, saith mine author, upbraiding him with a present fortune. Carolus Pugnax, that great Duke of Burgundy, made H. Holland, late Duke of Exeter, exiled, run after his horse like a lackey, and would take no notice of him. Tis the common fashion of the world so that such men as are poor may justly be discontent, melancholy, and complain of their present misery, and all may pray with Solomon, Give me, O Lord, neither riches nor poverty, feed me with food convenient for me. End of section 43